This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The effort is the communications part. We're not changing the code of ethics. We're not going to go out all of a sudden and and have a police force for it. Um, It's really just what resources do we have about the code of ethics? How do we get those resources in the hands of our members? That's Kim Redden from Pantair and chair of a new ethics communications task force at WQA. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 302. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team. We're publishing this on January 18th of 2023. Hope the new year is off to a great start. Find us at wqa.org, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, Kim Redden, formerly of WQA and WQRF, now with Pentair, joins us to talk ethics. She chairs the new Ethics Communications Task Force at WQA, designed to help members understand the value and role of the WQA Code of Ethics and why it's such an important part of being a member of the Water Quality Association. Plus, we'll have our WQA Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to Kim Redden on WQA Radio. Kim Redden joins us on WQA Radio. Kim is with the Water Components Group of Pentair, one of WQA's member companies. And you might be wondering, geez, have I heard Kim Redden's name before? Yes, you probably have. She was with WQA and WQRF, the Water Quality Research Foundation. And we are so glad to have her on the show. So, Kim, welcome. Thanks, Wes. Tell us uh, a little bit about the transition from WQRF to Pentair and what you're doing now. After an incredible start to my career, and I think when you add it all up, it was almost a little over eight years uh, at WQA and WQRF. Um, about a year ago, I took a leap of faith. I just love the industry so much. I felt a calling to be in the industry. Um, so now I get to be the volunteer. Um, I get to use all the wonderful resources from WQA in my day to day. So I do work with our distributors and OEMs um, and some of their customers. Um, so really uh, back kind of on the front lines of um, what dealers are experiencing day in and day out, um, which has been great. How do you like it so far? Uh, Love it. Yeah. Learning a ton and um, meeting wonderful people in the industry. It's been great. So anything that you've been learning so far that you might want to point out? Uh, I've been learning a ton about valves. So I, it's funny for the longest time at, at 
WQA in my work there, I spoke to contaminants and different types of medias and, and capabilities there, but I never had to, it was all kind of from a, a chemistry standpoint um, or a calculation standpoint with sizing or efficiencies, but I never actually had to know how the valve works. Um, so that has been a, a huge uh, gap in my knowledge that I didn't even know I had. And now working for a valve manufacturer, um, learning a lot and it's a much more mechanical uh, side of things. So it's just been great. I love learning new things. And honestly, our customers teach me and, and they've been wonderful. So, Well, you and I had the opportunity to work together in many different ways at WQRF and WQA, as we've talked about now. But now we're working together on a new task force that we've had the privilege to work on together. It's called the Ethics Communications Task Force, really a kind of a new project, exciting project, frankly. Uh, and we're, we're doing this uh, and we're going to be rolling out more information in the coming months, but really getting more emphasis and more attention around WQA's Code of Ethics. And so we wanted to bring you on the program to talk about that, to talk about the task force and uh, some of the things that you are uh, talking about on the task force that we're talking about and that you are seeing coming together as we develop a new communications plan. So let me just throw it back to you for that. How's that been going so far for you? Uh, it, we're well underway, um, meeting almost monthly, and it was interesting. At the start, we just we kind of went round robin and discussed what does ethics mean to you. And I think there were some absolutely common themes throughout, but also we kind of realized that ethics means different things to different people. And for some, it's doing their due diligence on an education perspective, staying up to date, um, getting certified. And uh, that's, that's what ethics means to them. For others, it's the marketing. It's making sure you're not overstating a contaminant issue or scaring people. Um, to others, it's making sure that you... Um, uh, are, are just on the day-to-day -day doing what you say you're going to do for the consumer. Um, and it's it's been an interesting process, but certainly the, the task force has been helping put together a plan. So working very closely with you and your staff on what is possible here. So the effort is the communications part. We're not changing the code of ethics. We're not going to go out all of a sudden and, and have a police force for it. Um, it's really just what resources do we have about the code of ethics? How do we get those resources in the hands of our members? And how do we get awareness to the general public, to regu regulators and legislators, um, so that they know we are a self-regulating industry and that we won't turn a blind eye to an unethical practice? Absolutely. It's yeah, it's very exciting to uh, to hear you say that, because that really does underscore the reason for what we're doing is that this is all for the benefit of the industry, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it's very much aligned towards WQA strategic plan. I think this is a this is a goal that we have um, for the next three years is elevating our professionalism and our awareness um, on on the ethics of, of the industry. So what are some of the things you mentioned talking about the communication side of this? What are some of the things that you feel we can highlight on the program and talk about now, even though they may not be fully baked just yet? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think our our effort is trying to get members excited about the code of ethics and leveraging that in your as a differentiator for your business um, so that you're it's something you're proud of and you're talking about um, yourself. But we need to kind of give them the tools to do that. Um, so some things we've discussed is is a dedicated web page on WQA.org speaking to the code of ethics. What does this mean for the consumer? Um, so that is something that we can be through social media or emails, kind of redirecting um, people to go learn more um, about our code of ethics. <clears throat> um, some other things then would be print-on-demand materials, so posters you can hang in your showroom or brochures, um, you know, something that you can carry along with you to remind you of the Code of Ethics. So those are are some ideas that we've had so far. Um, More education, so whether it's in-person or virtual, um, just that it's more in the forefront um, in, in our educational programs. And and also trying to figure out, and this is very much just an idea at this point, um, trying to figure out an onboarding process for companies so that their staff are also maybe signing the Code of Ethics or at least reading it. Because I think for membership, you have your company owner sign the Code of Ethics, but how do we get that down into all layers of a company? And I think this attention given to the code of ethics also just simply underscores for the the average member, maybe some of the things they haven't thought about and things that they can do to uh, make sure as they interact with customers and others within the industry. And as you mentioned, regulators and legislators, that they know that they can stress these things as well and speak out on on behalf of good business practices, doing the right thing, uh, not engaging in scare tactics, not going, you know, into situations where they misrepresent what a certain product can do or cannot do. I mean, any number of things like that, because, you know, we don't want to be one of those guys uh, uh, out there uh, in the marketplace. And this is a real benefit to WQA members, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when I first worked at WQA, I took consumer phone calls and the over the, the call, we, we walk them through the resources on WQA.org. So finding a water treatment provider, which is the membership listing, finding certified professionals, certified products, um, just kind of answering questions and, and directing them to the website. Um, but they would ask, well, okay, f- a member, what does that mean? And it, you kind of, the first talking point that comes up is, well, members sign a code of ethics and, and they abide by the code of ethics. 
And to the consumer, I think that gives them a lot of confidence that this company or, or a member company has a higher standard and that they can trust that, that that company is going to do right by them. Um, I think water treatment and home water treatment, it's a very personal process. You're letting someone into your home to solve a problem that affects your day-to-day -day life. And in some cases, it affects your health. So it's, it's very personal where you need to trust that person who's advising you on what technology you need. Um, so the, the members having, you know, signed in a, and being a, abiding by the code of ethics, that means a lot to the consumer. Um, so I just think we need to get that message out there more. And if you're listening to this and not a member of WQA, but you're in the industry, you, you see some, uh, the, the potential for becoming a member, by all means, understand that this is a real uh, benefit and reason to become a member because you become part of this commitment to the, the code of ethics and to sound business practices and what that all means for uh, you as a member of the water treatment industry, but also for the consumer and for the public. And uh, so, because we're all out there for the, for really the goal of uh, better water quality around the world, as we, as we like to say. So, um, you know, how will we be kind of rolling these things out over time, Kim? So the, the plan is it, it will take three years. Um, so this initial year, we're, we're developing those resources. I think by convention, you'll see a couple things come out. Um, but really, this is a long-term um, goal. I, I think real change is kind of, it's a slow process and it, it's not uh, something that overnight is just going to happen. Um, but we, we do have uh, kind of all of our ideas planned out over the next three years. Um, working with the great staff who will really be the ones to get it done. Um, so, so more to come. And you mentioned convention. So I have to ask, will we see you at convention? Uh, yes, absolutely. Looking forward to it. We'll be there. Um, we're excited to be there and, and see everyone. In Las Vegas, um, April 18th through the 20th and business boot camp on April 17th. We got a lot going on for convention. And I, I have to ask, I know you've been at several conventions and Obviously, you've been there as a representative of WQA or WQRF, but uh, you've also attended as a uh, as an industry participant now. So, give us kind of both sides of that uh, that equation and and explain why you feel it's valuable. Um, such a great question. Well, the, being on both sides, I will say it's really nice now to just be the the attendee. <laughs> It's a it's a lot of work um, behind the scenes that I know the staff. Uh, I know what it takes to put these programs on. Um, it's funny you should ask, but um, for in terms of attending, I mean, this is where I feel like we get our questions answered and we get inspired. I know for me personally, I walk away from every single convention feeling re-energized and, and inspired on why we wake up every single day and choose to do this, this type of water treatment. Um, and I always see at convention at the dealers having those questions that, that trouble tricky water that they're just struggling with. 
where they're asking around other dealers, other experts, um, asking for advice. And, and I feel like so much gets done because of those conversations. Um, so I, I love seeing that. I think it's a huge benefit. Um, you just have so many people at your fingertips there that you can ask those questions and, and, um, and network with really. And if somebody's listening and has never attended, I, I know you just touched on a lot of good reasons, but what if you've never attended? What, what would you say to encourage someone to take that first step? Um, well, there are every year there's always first time attendee programs. Um, so, so keep your eye out for those. Um, but if you've never attended before, I think the education will absolutely blow you away. Um, and whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, I think the education will give you a lot. Again, go, go learn uh, about the opportunities that we have, the challenges that we're facing, get inspired. Um, and then if you're kind of the more extroverted person, again, you have at your fingertips then all of the experts, all of the people that um, kind of have been there, done that, where you can ask your questions. If you have a problem water that you just cannot figure out what's going on, you have 10 different people that you can ask, you know, what would you do or what do you think? I've tried this and this is still my problem. Um, so I think it's, it's just a, absolutely a return on your investment for attending because of all of that interaction. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Education, networking, a trade show floor full of great uh, displays, all great reasons to attend. And, and as uh, Kim had mentioned, uh, that, that first step, uh, there are first time attendee programs and opportunities for you to really get connected right away. And we are more than happy to uh, to walk you through the process and uh, get you connected to people in the industry and and so you can start making some new friends and new connections right away so wqa.org convention that's where you'll find the information to uh, uh, get registered and uh, and get set pick your class your, your education sessions and all of that kim anything else we need to touch on um it, it's exciting uh, great to have you uh, no, Wes, I think we covered it all. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, I think maybe my last um, kind of token uh, I'll leave now being the volunteer. Um, there, I get so much out of being on task forces and committees. I'm learning so much. I mean, I, I always have. I, I think 90% of or plus, and maybe 99% of what I know, I learned from other people because they taught me. Um, so, so get involved. I think that would be kind of my, my last little token is, is just, I can't express how much I get out of being on these committees and task forces. Um, so it's, it's an honor to chair the ethics task force and I'm really looking forward to continuing to work with you on that. Great point. And yes, and thank you for your commitment to that and, and your help and all that you're doing. And it's great to work with you again and great to have you on the show. Kim Redden. And by the way, another reason to attend the convention, you'll maybe you'll bump into Kim. So uh, <laughs> the, the reasons never stop. Kim Redden, folks, with Pentair joining us on WQA Radio. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Russ. 
And now our motivational minute, a key word for the year. Have you heard of using a single word to highlight a major theme or focus for the year ahead? I was reminded of it again just the other day and I decided to give it a try. The idea is to think of a word that really crystallizes your thinking around a goal or aspiration for the new year. It might be something like, oh, say, efficient. You're going to be more efficient in the year ahead. Or maybe time. You're going to improve your time management skills. The important thing is to make it about something that's personal, something that you can support, and then keep that word in front of you to be reminded of what it was that you had identified as important. We have a single word theme for the WQA convention you might have noticed. It's called Momentum. The hope is for the industry, for members, for attendees of the convention to build momentum at this year's convention, but also in their businesses for the year ahead. So pick a word. Maybe you'll pick two words, one personal and one business. Let the word keep you on track for the year ahead. And now our WQA tip. You've probably heard the expression, it's time to start working on your business, not just in your business. Well, how do you do that? How do you really take time out, take time to step aside and look at what you're doing to get better, to improve your business, to improve your bottom line, to improve your, uh, your productivity? Well, you do it by things like the WQA Business Boot Camp. And we're excited because boot camp is again going to take place one day before the WQA convention and exposition. So mark it on your calendars, April 17th, 2023. That's a full day WQA business boot camp intensive training, primarily for dealers, but really we, we welcome everybody. Uh, join us in Las Vegas. Again, one day before the WQA convention begins, so join us on April 17th. Go to wqa.org convention to see more about the convention and be ready to join us for WQA Business Bootcamp. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.